Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, episode 31, all about toddler clocks. So y'all, this is very fresh in my memory, and if you've been following me on Instagram at Little Z Sleep, you have seen the journey of my two girls and why we have implemented our clock. But today's podcast, I'm actually going to treat this like you are my client, and I'm going to walk through why you might need a toddler clock, how you should set it up, which ones that I actually prefer, what types of toddler clocks I prefer, and give you the realistic expectations. Because it sounds easy, like throw a clock in there and they'll understand, but there's actually a lot to it and we have to ease them in. But before I do that, speaking of toddlers, I have to read you this review from a recent toddler family that I just worked with. Now, this is a snippet of a full review, which you can find in the show notes, but I particularly wanted to read this review because we used a toddler clock to help a lot of our problems. So Virginia says, we were having problems with our three and a half year old son, fighting bedtime, kicking, screaming for two hours, waking up in the night and only wanting to be consoled by daddy and waking up before 6 a.m. Becca helped us immediately. And after one week, we consistently had zero night wakings and bedtime wasn't a fight. To be honest, I was skeptical that she could help us, thinking I'd read books and articles on my own and nothing would help, that he just didn't need sleep. But that wasn't true. And my husband and I are both happy with our decision to finally seek help with Becca. Virginia, thank you. That was a roller coaster ride with you guys because as you know, toddlers are strong-willed. They really love a challenge, but at the end of the day, they all really want to sleep. And this is why I love using tools like toddler clocks to help families like this. So let's pretend that you and I are sitting down for a consult talking about your toddler and we are talking about the bedtime routine. And I go through your bedtime routine and I tell you that, okay, before you get your child into bed, I want you to set up the expectations. We have to start a bedtime routine. We have to set the expectation for your child that this is what's going to happen in the morning when you wake up. All right, so let's begin by setting up who can use toddler clocks. All right, so I'm actually looking at about two years old. The youngest is 22 months, but around two years old, they actually can understand when maybe a light goes off, that means it's morning time or a light turns on rather. So I would want you to begin using a toddler clock if your little one is struggling with maybe waking up and being really loud before it's time to start the morning, if they're struggling with getting up out of bed, and I will even put a big old asterisk right here. I want you to refer to my episode on how to get your child to stay in their bed because that outlines the expectation that your little ones should stay in a crib until three years old. You will save yourself so much sanity and sleep if you do that. So that's first and foremost, keep those little ones in a crib until three. But if they are having trouble beyond three years old, getting up out of their bed early in the morning or getting up and being disruptive, then we definitely need a toddler clock. So you know that I've been using it with my girls, again, following me on Instagram, and we used it for that first reason, because they were waking up and being really loud. So here comes our toddler clock. So you can start it as young as two and is completely fine, and they will understand it. Sometimes two and a half, they really will grasp it, but as young as two, it's totally fine. And I want you to understand the differences in the types of clocks, because I've already mentioned a color. You don't have to go with color clocks, although those seem to be the easiest ones for kids to understand. In the show notes, I'm going to link all of these that I'm going through and I'm explaining. But the one that we use, it's called the Ollie More Sleep or Ollie One Two Three, I think. But it was actually in full transparency given to me by this company. And I actually got this about a year ago, but I didn't need it until now. 
So it's been a huge lifesaver for me. And what I love about it is the colors. So you can get super fancy with it and do different colors throughout bedtime routine, but we just kept it very simple. And we did um, a green light means it's time to get ready for bed. It turns red all night long and we had to keep it glowing red because actually my oldest was scared of the clock because it's a little owl. So she was scared of it when the light turned off. So a lesson learned. And we kept that on all night as red, which I'll get to why red. And then it turns pink in the morning when it's time to get up. And so for them, those were the colors. That was what we decided on to be easily understood. And that's fine to have a color clock. The other types, because this one, the Ollie, I believe is on like a wait list until November. It's also a little pricey. It's $99, which is kind of a big investment for a clock, but they love it. So if you are in the market for a clock and you don't mind spending $100 on it, then there you go. Totally fine. Um, plus it's super cute and very small and portable. Um, but the other clocks that are colors that I love is the Hatch Baby Rest. And so again, you can find this in the links in the show notes. And these are Amazon affiliate links. So you can find these and I do get a kickback from what you get. So thank you. Um, the Hatch Baby Rest, it also runs on colors and sound. So my niece uses this one. And in the morning time, when she wakes up, the color comes on and it also has birds chirping. And she's also special needs and it's been really great for her as a visual cue. So that's been really cool to see that trans to see that relationship with her clock, she gets it. Um, now, the other types of clocks you could use, you can obviously go to Target and find anything you want there because Target is the best place ever, but you can find toddler clocks in the shape of like Elsa or Paw Patrol. And I believe these have colors, but they also have the numbers on them. I prefer just straight up colors because we manipulate our bedtime, okay? I mean, this is just full transparency here, but some nights our girls are going to bed later because we have an event. And some nights they're going to bed earlier because it was a rough day or they just had a long, hard day. And so I don't necessarily want one with numbers right now because I don't really want them to know that we're moving bedtime up and down sometimes. So the both the Hatch and the Ollie, those both run through apps on your phone, which is super convenient. And I love that. The other clocks that you can use, the OK to Wake and the Kids Classic, you can again find these in my show notes. These are um, lights and they have numbers. Now, the Kids Classic is pictures and lights. The OK to Wake has numbers and lights. So OK to Wake uses um, numbers or this little bug turns green. And then the Kids Classic has pictures of a cow sleeping or a cow playing. And it shines on the one that it's okay to have. So really it depends on what, how much money you want to spend on a toddler clock, but any four of these are going to work well for you. Now, if you really don't want to spend money on a toddler clock, because you maybe have a plethora of digital clocks in your house, this will also work. I really think this would be more for a three-year-old and up, but y'all, you can get as basic and simple as get one of those like black with red letters, um, digital clocks, duct tape over the minutes, and just look at the hour because they don't need to be confused by the minutes. But if we just focus on the hour, that seven o'clock is when you go to sleep, seven o'clock is when you wake up, then there you go. You can really focus on the hour and that's still okay. Now the red light, I just mentioned it, um, and our Ollie clock, and of course those like old school digital clocks, um, the red is actually the least intrusive in your sleep. So on the color spectrum, red is the best. So since we had to make our clock glow all night long, otherwise we had some very fretful nights being scared of our clock, we had it glow red. That way it was not really going to impose on their sleep cycles. And we've seen that be very true. Since we turned it red, it hasn't really affected anything. And then in the morning, it shines pink and they know that they can get up and they can make noises and all those good things. So that's as far as age expectations and what type of clocks to use. Now, how to set it up. 
I want you to talk about it just the day that you implement it. So what I want you to do is focus on starting the use of this toddler clock just that day. Tell them about it. Don't buy it like a week before and tell them that, you know, in five days, we're going to start to use this. They have no concept of that. Just show it to them the day that you're going to begin using this and talk to them about it. Tell them what it is and show them what it looks like because they're probably going to wonder, well, what does it look like when a little owl turns pink? Or what does it look like when this turns blue and makes birds chirping noises? Things like that. So show them what it's going to look like so they have the expectation and tell them when the clock turns green, you can get up and start the day. That's one way you can say this, because if your family is totally good with house rule of you can get up out of your bed, then great. If you are in a crib and you're telling them that they have to be quiet until the clock turns green, that's your expectation. For our daughters, my husband actually coined the term. He said, it's not morning until the clock turns pink. And we take that as a lot of different things. You've got to be quiet. You don't get out of bed. Mommy and daddy aren't coming in. So we just say morning starts when the clock turns pink. And that's been helpful so far. So I want you to set it up with whatever expectation you're trying to reach. So whether you're saying you have to stay in bed until the clock turns green or you have to be quiet until the clock turns green, whatever the situation is, just be consistent with it. Don't get too muddled in all the lingo. Just give them one expectation that you're trying to reach. Now, the other aspect of this is we cannot expect on night one of you starting that toddler clock that magically your child is going to stop getting up at 5 a.m. They're probably not. I hate to break it to you, but we have to go easy on it and we have to be realistic about our expectations. So what I want you to do is if your child is having trouble getting up out of bed in the five o'clock hour and they're going to bed at let's say 730, they do need more sleep. We're not starting the day at five or 530. So I want you to set the clock to be okay to wake at 545. Oh, that sounds super scary. I know nobody wants to start their day with a toddler at 545. However, we have to give them a boost in their confidence. So keep that clock to be okay to wake at 545 for like a one or two mornings. And when they feel successful with that, when they feel like, oh my gosh, I did it. The next step is you have to give them a reward instantly. Y'all, I never want you to get in the habit of saying, okay, if you can stay in your bed until 6.30 every day, Monday through Friday, then on Saturday, we're going to go get donuts. Like that is not a realistic expectation. There is not a toddler or preschooler in this world who will maintain that consistently. They're going to get frustrated because they didn't do it. They have to be rewarded instantaneously. That's how you're going to boost their confidence and see the success. So I want you to, yes, set it super early, maybe like 10, 15 minutes after they normally get up to see if they can do it and then start to build from there. So maybe for a couple of mornings, it's 545 and then we move it to 6, 615, 630. You get the point. All the way until we reach that full level of sleep, 11 to 12 hours. Remember, 11 hours is our minimum here. The other thing I also need to put a big old asterisk is my podcast episode on when it's time to drop the naps. Because remember, if your child is over three years old and they're napping, we're not going to be getting 12 hours of nighttime sleep because they only need 12 hours in a 24 hour period. So there's lots of little rabbit trails or like what if this or what if that's. But I want you to go back to those two episodes, how to keep your child to stay in the bed to make sure that they're not moving prematurely out of a crib and to make sure that they maybe should or should not be napping reference those podcasts. And again, you can find those in the show notes. Just scroll down if you're on iTunes or found my website, hit podcast and there's a search bar. I love this new feature. You can search for whatever you're looking for. So hey, Becca, do you have advice on naps? And you'll find the when it's time to drop the nap. So 
that's a cool feature. Anyways, um, the next thing I'm going to get into are your Instagram questions. I'm going to hit some of these questions and then the full length podcast episode will be in Patreon. I got asked a lot of really good questions from Instagram. So in my Patreon app, this is a way that you can support the podcast and get more from it because I know that you want to continue the sleep success and it's a way to just every week dig deep. So for $6 a month, you have four episodes you get more from. You get more insights, more resource guides, just lots of fun things. I also put out a promo code for our baby sleep e-coaching. So that's something fun to look forward to there as well. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash littlezsleep. And again, in the show notes to join Patreon and you will be able to join this community. So I'm going to get into your Instagram questions and I will be able to address about two of them and the rest of them will be in the full episode on Patreon. So here are your questions from my Instagram followers. Okay, so Liza wants to know if she should be using a toddler clock before her child is potty trained at night. So the situation is her two-year-old is potty trained a while back, but is wearing a pull-up at night, still sleeping in a crib with a sleep sack on. Okay, good question. So I know the issue here would be, what if it's not time to start the morning and they say, mom, I got to go potty? Well, this is actually kind of why we had to start using a toddler clock in our own house is because the very first time my young youngest or my oldest said, mom, dad, I got to go potty. Well, of course we went up there right away because I don't want them having an accident at 5 a.m. So we went up to help them go potty. But then that turned into a game. It's a domino effect, right? If one has to go, the other's got to go and they share a room. So now we found ourselves in a situation of everybody had a potty break at 5 or 5.30 in the morning. Like, no, thank you. So we really got strict on, first of all, no more water at bedtime, Um, a quick sip at um, when you're brushing your teeth, but no more water after that. And we also did potty before bath and right before we got into bed. So everybody's good here. So I would actually recommend that, you know, if you know it's an emergency, yes, you can do that. If you have a child who is potty training, I love to give them like one potty pass. They can go one time, whether that's before they get into bed, And they're doing their whole bedtime stalling tactics, right? Like one more book. Oh, I got to go potty. I got to get water, things like that. Or if they are waking up in the early, early morning, they can use that potty pass once. And I don't want you to really engage with them. You're just going to bring them to the potty and be done and bring them back to their bed. Don't really engage with them. We're not really having a conversation that early in the morning. So yes, you can still use one um, if you're potty training. I just want you to be aware if they start to abuse the privilege of going to the potty and having mommy or daddy one-on-one time, right? All right. Casey says that her daughter did great and quote unquote bought into it for about a week and then decided she didn't care about waiting for the light. What's the deal with that? I was just walking her back to bed, but she seen but she screams so loud, she wakes her sister, and then I have two kids awake at 5.45. Okay, I get you. All right, so a couple of things. I want you to implement a reward for your daughter. So when she gets up in the morning or when the clock turns green and she can get up in the morning, she gets to have blank. I don't really want it to be like mommy, daddy, extra, you know, one-on-one time or cuddle time because I don't ever really like using cuddles as a reward. Um, But it can be something like we get to have a picnic in the living room or you get to have a sticker or a Band-Aid or a little trinket toy. We have to motivate her to get back to it. So you went through the honeymoon phase and now we've got to like remind her that we still do this, but here's an incentive for you. And I would say you're going to do the incentive for a couple of weeks, but it is important to give an incentive. Every child loves incentives, and I want you to hold fast to that. And if she's waking up at 545, again, I would say, 
Start your expectation at six just for a couple nights and then work from there. She's got to taste success and understand what that feels like. And then she can go on from there. Man, okay, we've got more good questions and I am excited to answer them all on Patreon. I'm just really committed to keeping this podcast under 20 minutes so you can listen on the go or on a walk, wherever you are, in carpool line, wherever you might be. Thank you guys so much for being here today and I hope that you have gained some insight and maybe knowledge about how to use toddler clocks. And of course, I wanna hear about it. So if you would tag me on Instagram, at Little Z Sleep. I want to hear about your toddler clock successes. So thank you for doing that. If you are a patron of the podcast, you can head over to Patreon and listen to this entire podcast where I'm answering all of the questions I was asked and coaching you through those. And if you're not a member of Patreon, you can join right now. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Little Z Sleep. All right, y'all. Sweet dreams. See you next time.